Hello, podcast listeners. This is Money with Mark, and welcome to this next episode. I wanted to talk a little bit today about the Lehman Brothers. Now, most of us know the Lehman Brothers as the big Wall Street bank, hedge fund, investment, blah, blah, blah company that uh, famously went under in 2008 and the recession of 2008. But there's something that's more important going on with the foundation of the Lehman Brothers, and it dates all the way back into the 1920s. Um, And this is when the Lehman Brothers were actually starting up, and a lot of things with the stock market were really starting to become a big thing, quote-unquote. And in the 1920s was a very interesting time because um, the everyday person was for the first time ever able to invest in the stock market. And Joe Blow from Kansas can go and buy a piece of um, anything, really. He could buy a piece of the a railroad company, of a cotton company, of um, whoever. And this caused a big shift in the way not just the rich, but anyone can really become wealthy. And I think it's very important to know some of the conversations that were going on uh, between the Lehman Brothers and some of the other, um, I don't want to say like necessarily founders of Wall Street, but some of the the, the people that have were at the base of what we know as the investment world and the big banking world and Wall Street, Bay Street today. And one of the very interesting things was that the Lehman Brothers, they first decided that they were actually going to sell cotton. And when they, when people would ask them what they would do, they'd say, "Oh, well, we buy and we, we, you know, we we buy and sell cotton, and we uh, we're in the railroad business, we're in the cotton business, we're in the textiles business." Um, and these were all these businesses that, that they were in. And one of the Lehman brothers said, actually uh, cut off his other brother in, in a conversation they had with um, the founder of the uh, Dow Jones. And he said, no, 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 we don't, we don't have that. Like most people use money to buy things. Um, and that's how, or they, most people, you know, have a, a product or a service that they're giving. They, they give labor and they get money in return. Um, and he said, we use money to make money. And what we have to understand is that at this time, this was a very transformative time. And it really was the start of this concept that, you know, you didn't have to actually buy cotton from one place and go sell it to a clothing manufacturer at another place. And that you could actually just um, do this in an abstract way via the stock market. And so that's what the Lehman Brothers really stumbled on in the early days. And they were quite transformational in the way that they brought a lot of the current investment atmosphere that we have today. But what's really, really important to know here is that most people in today's world still do not know and understand and grasp these concepts that the best way to make money is to use your money to make more money. It's not to go and buy something here and sell it for more there or to trade your time or labor or skills for for money. But 
we have this ability, every single person in the world today, you listening right now, myself, we have this ability to have our money make more money off it, which is like just so abstract. Um, before the Lehman Brothers in like 1920s, uh, it was, this was not possible. Um, like it was like kind of possible. Yeah, you know, you could have like, you know, you could buy a sail ship and then, um, or you could buy a boat and then you could transport cotton from, from uh, wherever, America to Europe. And so like you could do that in, in general, but what the stock market enabled us to do was to do this in an abstract way where we didn't actually have to physically buy the boat and we didn't have to physically transport that cotton from America to Europe. And even like me trying to explain this concept right now to you, like I am struggling explaining it to you because it is so abstract. And unfortunately and fortunately, um, it is extremely, extremely powerful. So what can we take away? Because I want this podcast to be kind of relatively short tips and tricks on how we can make more money, grow our wealth, and become financially independent. So what we can take away from it is this, is stop spending your money on things that do not make you more money. And the more abstract you can, and by abstract, I mean like more passive you can you can do these things, um, the better. So if you invest in the stock market, this is the prime example. If you invest in the S&P 500, and let's say you spend $500 on that instead of buying a $500 e-scooter. Well, now that money that you have is making more money, and that money that you're making is automatically making more money too. And this is so abstract for us to really grasp that it's a big reason why in North America, we still have such, actually, or across the globe, we still have such a wide gap and a widening gap between the rich and the poor, or the rich and the middle class even, because it is so powerful. And the less you do this, the exponentially less you and your future generations get left behind. So the more we can do this, the better. And there's something else that's very interesting too, is that back in the 1920s, a lot of these uh, guys who are the foundation of Wall Street and Bay Street, uh, the Lehman Brothers in particular, um, they they came up with this, this concept of unlimited consumerism, basically. And that <clears throat> if you can create the consumerism to be the driving factor of what everyone wants, then the most powerful place to be is to ha- have and own the money, or and by money I mean make believe money, the to be able to finance the debt essentially is what I'm saying to that consumerism. So if you actually are the person who you know owns the the dollar and owns the money, um, then the consumeristic the consumeristic society is completely completely reliant on you and i really want that to sink in for a little bit because it is truly truly powerful um we live in this we created this world right and by we i mean uh an extremely few very rich wealthy and intelligent people back in um, the early 1900s as we created this world of, of consumerism. Um, 
and for this, the prime reason that uh, to be able to fund and finance um, the debt and the money that is behind this consumerism. And there's something that's really important to know is that uh, if every single person in the U.S., Canada, Europe, wherever you are, if every single person went to the bank and withdrew their money, the entire financial system and the entire world economy would instantly collapse for probably decades. It's just not there. The money is just not there. And the reason it's not there is because of these big institutions that have created money as an abstract concept. And we're using so much money to make more money that they just have dried up all the actual money that that was available to them. Um, And by available to them, I mean the money that you and I put in their bank accounts or in quote unquote our bank accounts. I'm going to touch on that topic a little bit more in another podcast, but uh, this is what I wanted to kind of story tell with you guys in this podcast. So takeaways, don't spend money on things like consumeristic goods. If you're spending money on your credit card, you're doing it wrong. Let's put it that way. And if you're spending money investing in things like rental properties, um, I mean, hey, the more abstract, the better, right? If you invest in uh, REITs, real estate investment trusts in the stock market, um, or if you just invest in low-cost index funds in the stock market, that is putting you on the success path for financial wealth. I'll talk to you guys next episode. Peace out.